Hey guys, so on today's episode of The Gorgons Podcast, we have two little sections. The first section is us just talking about the coronavirus, and the second section is us talking about another virus that has plagued us, and that's something called daddy issues, which daddy, the word daddy just bothers me because the term this new age generation has sexualized it, but that's for another episode. Anyway, so yeah, this is a longer episode, so yeah, and we have a special guest, uh, our girl Tanashi, my cousin Trisel's good friend and co-worker, so we're gonna get into this episode, and yeah, this is gonna be a bumpy road, this is gonna be a wild episode, so get into it, get into it, sorry, okay, rewind, go back to the beginning. Uh, hello, everybody, Dorlins. Welcome to the Gorgon's Podcast. I am here with uh, my co-host and the fucking president up in this bitch. Yes, my motherfucking cousin. <laughs> Take it over, boo. Anyway, I'm the treasurer. She said president. No, you anyway, are the <laughs> This is the president of the sorority, Bishop Mortimer. With that being said, though, we have a special guest. Guest yes, first. Yes. Okay, manners, I see you. Yes. Anyway, we have Tanashi. Yay! Okay. And so now we got a new sister, but getting back to our yes. old sisters, not too old though. Okay. With that being said, we have on the ones and twos. Your treasurer, you know what I'm saying? My finances ain't good, but I got y'all. Okay. Just say Ricky motherfucking Rose in this bitch true blue all motherfucking Dizzy. Holla at me, baby. Also known as? Hey, bitch. <laughs> also known as a bitch. And also known as the, the only. So the first subject we will be discussing today is the coronavirus. You know, with the coronavirus and everything, mm-hmm. people just need advice. And it's scary to go back to school now. Let me be real Uh-oh. about this bullshit. Kick it uh-huh. off. Kick yeah. it off. Everybody sitting around here talking about wrong. Fuck wrong. True. Mm. You ain't scared of wrong? Fuck that shit. I'm still wearing my mask. Nah. See, Indeed. the end of it, the, the invisible enemy, yeah, I, mean, I ain't I not gonna fuck with. Stop my life. I mean, I uh, understand. I mean, I do love Rona for, you know. That check. What you say. You get extra. And then, extra I do love Rona for all the extraness. They done Rona the boat. <laughs> and I love <laughs> Rona for the free commas. You know yeah. what I'm saying? We here, we here. But, oh, you gonna leave me hanging. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm like spirit fingers, okay. honey. That ain't him, I'm not gonna sit here and stop my life. It ain't nobody, but I just don't want to get it. Is a I actually think I already have it, but that's another episode. To me, at the beginning of the year. True. Everybody, hold on, Jesus. I find out that you can get it more than once. That's like a kick in the ass. News break. Put a motherfucking mask on. That also helps. I'm just saying. If it ain't an N95 mask, what does it matter? Right. Uh, it matters because you're not. So, well, obviously it, it is, or else the really numbers wouldn't be air. coming down. It reduces. Yeah, I, I, I don't believe that. I, I believe it that it is helping, if or a else motherfucker calls, the shit wouldn't be coming down. Blue mask on. That shit's gonna go right around and get in your face. Motherfucker can talk and you can get it. If you're gonna still get it, you got it. If it's not a N95 mask, fuck it. I don't feel the same way. She feels as though it should be masks. She say, "Hey, your time's up, your motherfucker. Time's up." No, so I don't say. feel that way. I Living feel a moment. like, I mean, like I, if Jesus throwing you a boat, bitch, get in it. Message. I don't don't really just watch it. the boat sail the fuck by and say, why didn't Jesus 
save me, nigga. He sent you a goddamn boat. He sent you a sailboat that came by. I ain't tell y'all about that part. But yes, goddamn, the sailboat came by. Your punk ass didn't want to get up in it. So if you want to die, then die in your goddamn own rights. But Jesus and Lord has something for you, yes. I mean, I don't know. I just find it real funny. I think it's uh, COVID-19 just is very strategic. It was, pop- it was placed during election. So it's just crazy how this shit And every election since like 2008, they've been doing this shit, to be honest. Yeah. And I mean, I feel, not to be uh, cutting you off. You did. Yeah. Look at me. You did. Okay. <laughs> Hurry up. Make it quick. Make it fucking count. All right. I'm going to say this to say that. All right. I feel that it was released upon the world oh, as a fucking modern warfare. Mm-hmm. You understand me? Because first of all, America knew that shit was coming. The president knew that shit was coming. But you gonna let motherfuckers from the other... COVID-19 came out of the United States, not China. If everybody really want to know, this is a handmade motherfucking... It definitely virus. is. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not disagreeing with you on that shit. Yeah. You cannot... Basically, it was sweet. The virus was sweet. When it was, when it was put out that. there, it was sweet mm-hmm. to a point that it too, you know, attacked certain organs and parts mm-hmm. of your body. Mm-hmm. Come on, I everybody know what that man did. He trying to kill off every motherfucker there who, 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 who ain't gonna vote. I mean, who ain't gonna Many vote. Many of the minorities are the ones that are the mass majority of the people that are suffering from this pandemic. Uh, right? everybody, I don't think so. No, because it's proven and the statistics so. are there no, 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 no. that it's more African Americans no, no, and no, other minority women, groups that have, uh, after, have died. Did you know we that. carry every possible combination of DNA possible? Because uh, we are this mm-hmm. right. So hear me out. I don't think so. Because they're tweaking with everything. They doing these pop up clinics. One minute they say you got it, then you go to another place you don't got it. What but I think it is is psychological. Like if you say, "Oh, I'm tired," you are gonna be tired, motherfucker. But, then, but so then how you gonna have a drug that resembles the flu? And people are actually dying. You can have a drug that resembles the flu. A drug. Um, a disease. A, a disease a virus. that mirrors the flu. Mm-hmm. But it was Dead originated there. from a bat or whatever in the swan market. Then it converted, so it converted into being in animals and humans. No, that's because you guys are tweaking with the DNA. You're, you're compromising. Uh, yeah, they've uh, been doing that. Uh, and so that's what do you feel? Up. That's all well, I feel with the coronavirus, it's kind of like it was a perfect storm. America, despite how far we get, mm-hmm. if you don't learn from uh, history, you're doomed to repeat it. Exactly. And hysteria mm. has always been a big market in America. You know, mm. once people get that group mindset mm-hmm. of something, crazy things can happen. And so and that's you, the big reason why China, like, pretty much, okay. like, shields their uh, people from that shit so that they don't have to hear right. so all what's going on. Everything y'all saying, mm-hmm. with all these viruses y'all saying, mm-hmm. can you tell me what's the real difference between... Them viruses and corona. Nothing. True. Girl. Nothing. Just <laughs> different names. And the flu is supposedly all they do ain't got different names. Six hundred twenty thousand people this. a year. This is the real difference. The only real difference is this: the previous presidents never let that shit hit here hard. True. This one did not care. I'm gonna do an overplay for an underplay on this one. Call a spade a spade. Honey, spade. 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 tell me what I need to hear. Mm-hmm. Fuck so, that shit, call a spade a damn show. Like every motherfucker's oh. <laughs> seen this shit coming out in what? What they, they announced it, what, in March? Yeah. yeah. Well, actually, it was discovered in November. Right, exactly. Oh, okay. I, I, I stand corrected. And then the no, collective September. knew about it, it in was, March. When it was first heard about it in yeah. September, Donald Trump fired the motherfucker who brought it to his attention. Church. Why? Because you didn't want it to get out. Why? Because technically the handmade man drug, I mean the handmade virus right. that was tweaked, came up out of New York. 
So uh, a lot of people I, don't know I, that. I don't think I it is. A lot of people don't know that. No, mm. babe, they'll tell you right now. They said it came okay. from... Where it come from? What's your uh, the Wuhan... I heard. China. I don't believe Corona the news. That's where it virus came from. is nothing new. <laughs> this strand of this virus mm-hmm. came out of that's the United now. States. Mm-hmm. You are mad. And, and let's be real. Didn't I tell you this in the beginning? Didn't I tell you this? I mean, I got to hear it. China for them tarts. <laughs> <laughs> If you pay attention, tariffs, 80%, tariffs, tariffs, whatever, tariffs, okay. 80% of gotcha. these companies in the United States, their headquarters are overseas uh-huh. in China. Yes. Why? Mm-hmm. For tax It's cheaper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He said he want people to bring their businesses Back here. over to America, yeah. Where did the shit start at? In a manufacturing company. Mm-hmm. It, start, it didn't start in a, it didn't start in no slaughterhouse. That shit mm-hmm. started in a manufacturing metal company. Word. Now, if motherfuckers want to talk about the shit, do your homework on uh-huh. Message! Just think about, this shit been going on for a long time. How many motherfuckers traveled to China? True. And they came back. From September to, mm-hmm. from September to February, mm-hmm. and then y'all mm-hmm. shut the world down in March? You they should have the shut it down here. before they let True. them all come but the fuck back over here. But then you sit here and fight the whole pandemic um, like, yeah. yeah, saying we didn't need it. And knowing you did. No respirators, no So the pandemic can come here. <laughs> yes. So mm-hmm. then, now, this is what you're doing. You brought a pandemic in. You said he harassed the whole fucking world. That's what you did. You you sunk the world in an uproar. True. The year of election. Mm. Then you want to sit around here and act like you're doing mm-hmm. something. And then you we wanna got my... Out, you want to sit out here and give out a... Uh, a, a stimulus check of $1,200. Not enough. $1, $1, when that's people rent. People rent is one of $1,200 right. fucking dollars. True. Then you sit up here for working people who is laid off. You get them $600 extra dollars a month. And then when you take it back for unemployment, then True. you, when it, when, a, when the thing over, oh, mm-hmm. no, don't nobody deserve this. Nobody deserve and then you that. just go back to I normal. I work just like you. Right. Mm-hmm. I work just like you. Everything just aligned it way too well. And if you think about it, what was the main thing people were out there buying? Tissue paper. Toilet what paper. the fuck is tissue paper going to do for a respiratory infection? Right. It can, clear, it can help you with uh, stomach, uh, you know, stomach. Which is not, I've been full yeah. of shit. Yeah. I've been full of shit for a long <laughs> time, yeah, yeah. and I ain't never bought no, that much no, tissue. No. What is that going to do for a respiratory? Tanashi. No. Mm. No. Okay. Regardless of that, here's the thing. He gave you $1,200. What was that do? They bailed out large corporations mm-hmm. and gave us a penny. Right. And, and the small we born in like six and seven months mm-hmm. of this pandemic without a remedy in fucking sight. And don't expect another one anytime motherfucking soon because they straight shut that shit down. But day. if you want to send it, my address is going to Hello, cash out. But here's Peaches. the thing. Okay. Drop thing? a Peaches. check Peaches. on a bitch. But here's the thing. What has they, I mean, well, nobody did anything for the community. Mm-hmm. One thing y'all need to know is we some of the strongest people in the world. Mm-hmm. True. The, the, the cloth we cut from. Yeah. The, our ancestors. True. We have indulged in so much. Mm-hmm. Bitch, you fine. We have indulged in so <laughs> much mm-hmm. that breaking us is not an option no more. Uh. So, what also we learned to do. Is take care of ourselves. By any means, African Americans take care of themselves. And we know how to rebuild from nothing. Right. Welcome to the struggle. Y'all panicking about shit we used to. This ain't nothing new to us. Because if you think about it, we are people that they took everything away from us and we make something out of what? Nothing. So it's like, question of the day. It's been way too... It's been way too... I gotta go. What's up, cuz? Alrighty. Okay. Are you okay? Be safe. That sounds like an emergency happened. Yeah. 
So unfortunately, while we were filming, Tanashi had a little bit of an emergency where she had to leave. But do not worry, her wisdom and her fabulousness comes back at the end. But for right now, we decide to switch gears a little and we start talking about another virus that has plagued our lives. And that is daddy issues. Five, four, five, four, three, two, one. Welcome back to another episode of The Gorgons Podcast. Today we're talking about a complex issue that has showed its way to affect all of our adulthoods for good and bad. Daddy issues. A.K.A. fuck them niggas. However, <laughs> I can't just get on my story because y'all going to hear enough about mine. On the ones and twos as always, my confidants, my golden girls, my <laughs> girls, <laughs> the owners of this podcast. <laughs> on the ones and twos we got. We have your treasurer truly yours. Sincerely, Jamie, that bitch. Oh, she said her name finally. Okay, yes. It's not just who I am, who I be. It's who yes. I is. I need y'all running my name. <laughs> and then we got... What? Yes, yes. Pledge mistress extraordinaire. True blue. You know, I'm here with a little okay, nickname today. In a motherfucking building, baby. <laughs> so, so, okay, let me ask you a question. Let me start off. Are you ready for me to hit you with, you know, hit me with your best shot? Okay, Fire. so this is the question I have. Yourself. <laughs> Do you think your daddy issues hurt more because your dad was around and not present? Um, yes, definitely. Why? I think that they hit and they touch a little bit harder because I remember when we was kids and uh, he'd be knocking at the door sometimes late at night and shit. And my mom be like, hell no, motherfucker, you ain't getting in. And then my grandma used to get up like, mm, I don't care if he wrong, right, drunk, whatever. Let him see his kids. Are we talking about our grandma? Yes. What? Yes, sir. Yeah, well, when my days come over to crib, back in the day at 13 left the nursery, my nigga. So as a child, when granny used to let him in or whatever, sometimes my mom would too, depending on how fucked up he was. But my grandma was like, if he wants to see his kids, regardless, let him see his babies. Mm -hmm. And I think, that, do you think that's growth within granny? Because she didn't uh, really have her kid's father see them. And I think that's more why she leaned towards letting him see us. Because she was trying to break that curse. Exactly. And because he came, even though, I mean, it was a lot of daddies, especially in the 80s and the 90s when that crack epidemic was really hitting hard and there was a lot of mm -hmm. alcoholics and a lot of fucking partying going on, fucking heroin, every motherfucker wear hard drugs, PCP, all that How shit. How did he make you feel? Okay, okay, I'm, I'm going to put it to you like this, like... Whenever my dad used to come over, I mean, and drunk or not, sometimes he'd come over fucked up, sometimes he'd come over sober. I mean, that was, like, when he was sober, for real, that made me feel, like, so special. I wanted to make sure I was doing the best that I could and being on my best behavior and that he could see the true, true shine through and that, you know, him and my mom would get back together and then life would get back how it was when I remembered it when I had last seen them together mm -hmm. uh, over there by Lincoln and they was dancing to Atlantic Star, like, like, that's right. my hard, yeah. hard song. Because when that goddamn rainbow hit after they was dancing to that damn song, I just Ooh. knew everything was going to be all right. right. And that we never had to worry or trip no And it more. gave you, like, false hope. It really fucking did. Trisselle, so, so you see so, this? Yeah. This is what we want. So here's you, 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 it's too raw, G. No, because you hide it away. Yeah. And, you, and when you hide it away, you're not dealing with it. I've never have actually. You know, just because I mean, I have talked, but I, I mean, right here to the world. Nigga, but I nah. think those those moments that you 
you saved and you put them aside for the attention of doing better. Mm -hmm. Here's my question. Have you addressed any of those? Because the problem with, you know, a lot of black families is me, from personal experience, I like to deal with my own personal trauma internally. Mm -hmm. And when I cry or feel sad, I think that's a sign of weakness. Oh, and yeah, as yeah. black <laughs> women sure. and males and just being in a black community, mm -hmm. we feel as though... That's a sign of weakness. And yeah, from a young judged. age, right. we were or you taught. soft. We were taught. feeling soft. Because he had to walk me through it. Mm. I really did not want to cry in front of Brandon. But right. when but, you harbor it, like mm. we got an argument one time out yeah. of our millions. I mean, you know, we've all got it. I just started crying. Was, yeah. And he didn't understand why. But it wasn't right. him. It was yeah, just. Yeah, it was just the situations mm -hmm. that you have been through and the struggles that you have Seen. But what I've noticed with you is like, you know, you're such a strong and you really fit in the yeah. Pisces category mm. of, you know, <laughs> sometimes you think, you know, suppressing your emotions is dealing with it and it's not. But little do you know, actually, there has been so many times to where, I mean, people used to come to me for advice and I used to like give them my all, give them my heart. But then I started to find out that some of me was taken away when I'm giving them what I have. And especially when I give them what I have as far as insight and they don't listen. It's because every time back, you give like advice younger, you and you give your energy to people, you lose a that. piece of yourself. Yeah, and it sucks kind of away from you a little bit. But I don't care as long as the person that I'm giving no. is utilizing the but advice. But see, this is where you have to care. You know what happens? Um, you guys become pools and your friends become sponges, yeah. friends and family. And that's why I don't fuck with nobody. And Hello. Which are, who, who <laughs> this is a question for Chiselle <laughs> and Jamie. Who replenishes you guys when people get all the water I'll out of you? I'll let her go first. Oh, well, who replenishes me? And you can't say yourself if I, you have no, empty. No, 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 that sounds a little nasty. Oh, okay. Right, I'll do Okay, so Demon I was going to say The people that I want to be around, and I, I think that my mom has a big part, of course, in my life, mm -hmm. like you guys exactly. all know, like our, uh, our mom's stool, you know. True. So, but mine's, you know, she lives with me, so, and so the door, so, so definitely we get that a little bit harder. If I had a conversation where I said to my mom, I said, growing up, mm -hmm. there was never an example of ro love and romance. Mm -hmm. Around our parents, we've heard the back end of the relationship. Yeah. That nigga ain't shit. And that nigga sometimes ain't. you see it, I've seen exactly. it. Exactly. I've seen the good, the bad, and the ugly. You know, you don't always need an example, mm -hmm. but it helps. Dad, I because you to say that. Because what happens is I don't trust love outside of family, romantic Cause, love. Because I mean, it's so I never many times it. that you see that even with some couples that it fails. Mm -hmm. So, like, that's the thing that I'd be scared of. I've been actually pr proposed to, mm -hmm. you know, a couple times. Mm -hmm. Okay, I don't blame. <laughs> but here's the thing. But I run, you know, I get my little to get Air Maxes okay. on, you feel me? Because I'm getting anxious. I got questions for you. I'm scared. Okay, so. Oh, here she go. Because uh, I didn't know, I no, I didn't know you been, you know, that, like, you have been, well, of course, you, you're beautiful, but oh, besides you that, that, you know, besides, she all right, she all right. She is Look too, at, hello. So, I guess my question to you is, like, when you surround yourself around individuals that you choose to uplift you, what Ooh. is their state of mind? Are they able to reciprocate a healthy, um, tactful um, source of um, solutions for you because you got to be careful. Right, who you who you surround yourself with. My mom used to say, you got to be careful with everybody you let lay hands on you. True. Just because they say they got praying hands doesn't always mean they praying for you. Sometimes people could be praying against you, so you can't always let nobody but touch on we're you. Strong you know? so, like, we're strong-minded. We're very strong-minded. For real, for real. That's what for we sure. do have going mm -hmm. for us, but here's here's another thing. So looking back at our childhood, our childhood Brandon mm -hmm. and yourself, 
how do you feel as though some things that didn't go the way you wanted it to go, aka childhood traumas, um, how did how is that affecting you in your adult life? Do you feel as though you're different from little Tricell? Oh my God! Like what I had to go through, like, or do you, do you feel, feel like she's still way? inside of you? Yeah, do you still carry what, her what, around? What, 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 I'm going to be one thousand percent honest. Like the shit that I went through when I was a teenager, I was only a witness to a crime, which was a fucked up crime, which I tried to stop, but I was only a witness to that crime. Not even a good witness. I was way back there. Hold on, there was so many other people to choose from. Okay, how did you deal with it? Me? Oh my God! And thank God, you know, like. Yeah, I had family members that turned on me, but your mom, actually. Oh, You know, yeah. you remember that, G? Mm -hmm. When she came and she got me and she's like, Trisel, actually, I believe you. Mm -hmm. I see it in your eyes. I see it with the conviction of mm -hmm. how you are telling me and you never waver from it. And, like, unfortunately, I mean, I went through some shit that year, but your mom definitely did see the truth in me. So, so. how did that affect you So you've never, now? you've never healed from that? Yeah. Uh, I would say I healed about 95%. I ain't gonna lie. No, but it's not 100. Said? It's not 100. Do you still get upset when you speak about it? Uh, or do you, yeah, do you feel betrayed? Yeah. I, I feel that I should have been... Uh, heard a little bit more and believed. no a lot of it more I should have been believed right. a lot more okay I know I was bad than a motherfucker I ain't gonna fucking lie <laughs> but then it's like you look at it like day. if these are people I share DNA with yes. if y'all ain't gonna believe yes. me there ain't no chance for these white motherfuckers Period. or these police right. to believe me so like right. you know and I was still like ostracized and I mean Hey, that's some shit that does take a really long time to get over when you know you was innocent. If and ever, to be honest. I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm gonna say to be honest that I'm 95 percent from that shit. That shit really. I mean, exactly. at, at 13 years old, that really fucked my goddamn right. Psyche. And acknowledge it. You, 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 you come home every day from school and you got to go in a designated area, my nigga. Hold on, Ooh, Jesus. Oh, girl, you just that? triggered a, tra a childhood okay. trauma to me because yeah, I forgot about the designated, designated area. area. You got to uh -huh. get up in the motherfucking corner and I'm a goddamn. Got to sit on trash hills. Got to go here and look at the goddamn wall. You know, look at and, and walls dirty as hell. I mean, even if they was, look I would have fucking looked at them. Granny trash hills and so, shit. So, you said you still carry that ninety five percent. No, five percent. Five percent. You said five percent. Ninety five percent. So, so here, okay, ninety five percent. Okay, so here's here's the thing: when you are um, trying to handle things that you feel as though is brought from your childhood to your adulthood, um, first thing is kind of like like with me. I'm a me perfect because I'm a walking contradiction. <laughs> now, like when with my dad, and this is what me and you talked about. Mm. How I said I'm very, I'm a stickler on time. Please be on time. Oh, you week. are. Oh my I'm god, I'm dying. I'm like, girl, because you know I ain't never on time. BT, all but check day. it out. Me and Brandon had an aha moment because <laughs> we said this. We said, mm. hey, why are you like that, Jamie? You are such a stickler. You because are. My dad stood me up on my eighth grade, and that rather I, I said, that you still, you still like that still resonates too. But it affected me because yeah, I, yeah, you like how I mean, that's where that come from. So try to, you know, little things that are uh, flawed about our characters, you connect it to your childhood and, and that's still carry that. True. And that's why yourself so hung up always on. She overly uh, tries to convince yeah. people that she's telling the truth. And I'm like, motherfucker, I believe you. I'm going to say I overly, but I'm going to give you the bullet points of this is what happened and this yeah. is why. I'm going to give you uh, participating motherfucking mm -hmm. facts. And mm -hmm. if you don't understand me, you should know me. And if you don't know me and I know my 
truth and my motherfucking name is true. Because they be like, you true, you tell the truth. Straight up and down like 6 o'clock, bitches. I have no time to lie because exactly. when you lie, you got to think about it. You would tell me stuff. I'd be like, girl, you only got to tell me once because I believe you. I'm not going <laughs> to author. But, but, but it's a habit that you built yeah, up, though. It is because, you know, from but what happened. But you got to break then, that. But we have to break me? those times. Oh, I think I've been doing way better. Because the thing. I'm going to tell you just like this. I'm going to tell you just like this. When it comes to speaking your truth and to a mix. You know, little collective mm-hmm. group. People all, gonna take what they want. Yes. All you can do is speak your truth. It is not up to you to convince right. him, her, mm-hmm. they, or whoever. When was a draw? Fuck it. Either way, you gonna believe me or you not. But at the end of the day, that's how I feel right now. I'm gonna mm-hmm. fucking leave. And once you say because I ain't got no time for the mm-hmm. bullshit because I've been through that and I've been through that so much that, like I said before, people should already know and take me for who I am and know that I ain't got no time for the bullshit. People know you. How do you hide your feelings? Uh, Stonewall, nigga. Poker face. Stonewall. Stonewall. Poker face. I love Stonewall. Okay. For me, and y'all better not laugh. Okay, since we're digging deep. So, for me, I am a very internal toxic. Mm-hmm. Meaning that I don't like people to see that I'm struggling or going mm-hmm. through hard times or you know whatever because for, sure. for me that is definitely a trait. I have always been a very we'll go without before we ask. Right, yeah, yeah, strong headed, always right. Big I got headed. this <clears throat> oh, sexy God. as hell, wet wet. You know what I'm saying? Whoa, wow, nigga. But is I, she describing me? But see, I see my mother be walked over so much in my youth and in my childhood. You know, in my childhood that it's like. I refuse for people to walk oh, over that me, makes sense. You're and I'm right. going to address it. Nobody going to talk to me any other type of way because, see, what I see becomes my perception, and I never want nobody to talk to me crazy. You want to piss mm. me off? Get disrespectful. Mm. True. So <laughs> what I want to know is, for your men, your type, and how you parent, how you exist in a relationship, do you think a lot of your toxic traits stem from? a lack thereof of parenting, and if so, elaborate shortly, preferably, how that connects all together, and if you can connect the pieces. I think the reason why I'll, if you show me a little bit of love, I'm like a dog with a bone. I'm like, I'll lick your face, I'll do whatever it is. Because here's the thing, though. Because here's the thing, though. Whenever you, when I growing up, if you don't see a, if you don't see a healthy romantic relationship, you don't know what to expect, so you're going to go for anything. You know how they say, I don't think that's So what's your ideal? True. You didn't have a person you looked, a group or a couple that you looked up to? I never up? saw a couple that was ideal because they're probably not together today. But even saying? if they're not together today, you can remember the good like, times I remember, that they had I when they to, were together. I, used, I remember there was this boy named... Oh, sorry, oh you just said the government and everything. Oh, and God. I thought, uh, I thought uh, me and him were gonna be like Tristan and Lee, right? I used oh to think that. God, or Dean and Stacy. That's something I used to see. More like Rose and Jack. <laughs> they shut your Who the <laughs> fuck is that? Is that Rose some alcohol? No, Rose and Jack from Titanic. Oh shit! You know how she was. <laughs> <laughs> Dry like, ass cough, nigga. Give me a, give me a that's shot. That's about eight. I mean, Rose and Jack, that's all I can do. Goddamn liquor. Yeah. I did not. He would be Rose on the bed. Before. Okay. Why are you falling On that damn ice cube. But the problem is, that. deep down, like, this is weird, and you probably never heard, you probably have. I don't really trust guys. Because it's, I. Well, who the fuck does? But here's the thing, though. You know, I think. No, I'm just kidding. I mean, man, with Joe, Since I was raised around all women, women are always going to be my comfort zone first. Mm-hmm. Sure. And I always feel like whenever I'm around guys, I've always been judged so harshly. Before they get to know me, they get to with the stereotype they think of me. And there's so much more. Ladies and gentlemen, right. then being being gay is like you describe yourself as straight. That's the least most important thing about me. Because he's got layers. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's because I'm fat. Oh. Don't try to be shaved. No, she answered her. No. No, I remember there would be things like you know the Big Brother program, mm-hmm. and it's a good program. It's needed in these schools. Yes. But however, 
when they offered it to me, mm-hmm. I said no mm-hmm. because I felt uncomfortable. Cause like I never wanted to be like those other kids who were fatherless. You know how in our head we'll make our own and vision of our father or who our father is, yeah. and that is far from the truth. And I'm like, I'm not like these fatherless boys, bitch. You're them. You are but, them. <laughs> but see, <laughs> me admitting to it was too making myself too vulnerable. But the thing about Ooh. it is, and it's uncomfortable hard. is good. I didn't know, but being a child, you don't know that. Or you know, when you're uncomfortable as a child, you just want to get away from it as fast as possible mm-hmm. and get back to your comfort zone and playing. But the message is uncomfortable is <laughs> progress. When you get comfortable, you're not making progress. But then sometimes being comfortable in your own lane Makes you can steer you to progress. At a slower pace. Indeed. So but it's like... I want to hit this mic, but I'm going to go on the side, go the long way around. Okay. Look, I want to talk on the mic, but I'm going to speak on it from the living right, room. Right, but the impact is going to be the same. <laughs> but you never know who's going to hear you, though. True. That's all I'm saying. I'm still uncomfortable around men, to yeah. be honest. But see, this is and what, I, I, don't, this is what I don't get because, well, I'm okay. All right. Well, no, I'm a girl, you. but yeah, I you. honestly like being Honey, around, <laughs> around guys more because I feel less judged around guys than I do around females. When I'm kicking it with females, I feel like they like looking at how you look. How because you think you're cute. You is exactly but with what dudes, I can just like chill, be me, because you have a cute. good time, you feel me? <laughs> and they take me for who I am. They like how down to earth but I you am. Also have you got a pretty, pretty face. You got pretty Come girl on, that's syndrome. Why oh, wow, wow. And you know... Well, I mean that doesn't hurt. Ladies and gentlemen, pretty girl syndrome is when you're you're naturally pretty and you have a good personality and you have those bitches that hate on you just for that. And then act like you don't know why don't nobody hit you, but you know exactly why don't nobody like you. I kind of believe. No, no, I'm I'm lying. Okay, I I get that. You post too much of a threat. You like sports. You like basketball. Yeah, and and girly shit. And you pretty? Oh no, bitch. Okay, and and I'm like kind of tomboyish too. Yeah. Okay, so that's why guys like. So that's like the best of both worlds. Uh, so, ask Tristel the question that you just asked. Okay, so Tristel. Because <laughs> I was rambling. Yeah, that's okay. Okay, so what I asked him was, so looking back on the experiment and interacting with your parents, both your mom and your dad, how do you feel as though the lack thereof of like certain essential um, elements affect the way you pick your man today and try to draw a connection? Okay, well, have you been I was... successful with picking men? Um, I will say that I, I I'm gonna there was hesitation. Okay, I'm gonna call you out. Okay, 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 okay. okay. And, uh, and let's be clear. Her saying, say, speaking on her man, talking I mean, about the relationship, not what came of the relationship. I mean, so I mean, let's to, take that to be honest, like my baby daddy was not the worst. Absolutely oh, true. not. That's true. He was present. a pretty good dad. I mean, even for right now. He was he, more present than all of our dads. Hello. So, you I mean, I can't true. say that for <laughs> okay. that pick, I pick bad. I mean, he done did some dumb shit. And I'm like, wow. That's why we're not together. Duh. Hello. Black and white. He like, no, you broke my heart. And it wasn't about being naive. And it wasn't about being uh, gullible. No, you were being a good person. I was person. just being, you know, you. the nicest that person. I could. But I kept on seeing myself getting run over. Right. And what we're not going to do, keep on going through this fucked up toxic ass relationship. And we both yeah. see it. Like, come on. And my kids see it. What right. we're not gonna do, no, I gotta take something up out of this motherfucking equation because I could do bad by my motherfucking self, my nigga. So, have you ever thought from your your children perspective that maybe they had the same hope you had as it pertains to your dad and mom of you guys getting back together? Mm-hmm. And do you feel as though you're passing down that gener- generational trauma well i don't just think, different scenarios i don't think it's passing down generational trauma and it actually took me to be grown mm-hmm. to understand why my mom 
wasn't with my dad or didn't try to make that work again for the third time. And I resented my dad for a long time, like, in my 30s. Right. And I haven't really seen him regularly since, like, 2012. Because I felt something hit me one day. And I'm like, hold on, you could have been there when I was younger, when Russell was younger. I mean, hell, when my sister was younger too, you could have been there right with us in the thick of it and getting us, help getting us out of it. But at the same fucking token, you chose to be fucking stingy, selfish. And you took what I feel could have been a great unity and positivity and we could have really risen from from us. I mean, a chance. But that know? falls into the what if, if, and that's what I suffer from. Because I used to be like, well, you know, what if, you know, my dad was still in the picture? What if this? Mm-hmm. What if that? And you know what? It, it, it kind of destroyed me because I'm like, you know, woulda, coulda, shoulda, but didn't. And since I have to live with it, now I have to decipher what it really is. Mm-hmm. So what if it really is? He was flawed, scared, and he wasn't shit. Do I have <laughs> flawed, ain't shit, and sometimes selfish? I have all those characteristics in me at different times Mm -hmm. so i gotta say you know even though our dads can be like sometimes way down here and we see ourselves up there we mirror them a lot more than we want to give credit for message okay so speaking about my dad since y'all spoke about y'all dad i'm gonna speak about my so this is how i see myself connecting to my dad like for me you know i think i just like kind of like despise my father so much to the point of where I try to disassociate myself with everything that tied me to Mm -hmm. him in doing so i became everything he wasn't so, he was bad with time. I was good with time. I mean, I did this. I was always giving. So, I don't know. I just, I think I hold a grudge or I used to hold a grudge against him because yes. I felt as though the the things that were free, you couldn't even provide those things. Time, right. you know, building memories. He couldn't give that to me. And I really, really, that really hit me the wrong way. What do you have in common with your dad then? Telling jokes and disappearing. Your edges? No, my dad got good hair, honey. Oh, true, you didn't. But um, with that being said, I was like this. Okay, so what boundaries have you set with yourself and, uh, and your dad, even though he may right. not be here? I think... <clears throat> if you could, what boundaries would you set with him? Um, I think if I wouldn't set any boundaries. And this is why I say You have that. to have boundaries. No, you do. But I have realistic boundaries. Okay. Meaning I don't want to put boundaries up of things that he do, why would I do that for? When clearly he shows you he's incompetent to be consistent. True. So all that's doing is ripping that same scab off. So no, I just want you to be the better you than you were yesterday. And that's all I can ever expect from you. I can't expect me from anybody but me. Wouldn't well, I ask you the same question yeah. I asked yourself? Yeah. Do you think your daddy issues hurt more because your daddy was around and not present, Jamie? Yes, most well, definitely, really bad. Okay, because do you think, how does that make you feel to know, like, you know, a lot of dads, like, I know me and you, dad, mm-hmm. we have dads that started whole new lives. Oh, he had bitches? No, but did he have any other kids? Uh, yeah. What? In Chicago, he told uh, me about this girl. Uh, well. And I didn't know about her till I was, like, 18. I but, like, and see, the thing is, like, the, but yeah. see, you didn't know about it till later. See, right. I was, from a young age, I knew my dad had another uh, family because I knew he was a foster parent. Because mm-hmm. I met some of his foster kids. So how did it make you, you know? feel? What do you mean? I'm asking y'all the question. No, oh. you answer the question. No, mm-hmm. we just the ones answering the questions. You would think. Yeah, so how did that make you feel mm-hmm. knowing that your dad could build new relationships and was good at it with children that wasn't even biologically his, mm-hmm. but couldn't put forth that same effort to establish a you know a transparent 
understanding of why things are currently the way they are with you. I think that's just, he just gave me the complexion of why I act like I'm like overly confident, but I don't feel good enough. I never feel good enough. And like around my family, I always put on a show of like, I'm funny and stuff like that, but it's all a show. But because nobody, I, nobody has it all together. And sometimes people who be putting up that front, mm -hmm. like they don't or they do, the main ones who you expect to, they really don't. You can ask me how I'm doing and I'll tell you fine, but deep down I'm breaking down. Okay, and I think a lot of people do that. They right. put up up front because that's what we're like it's machine to do. Like yeah. that's that's how we're built to do. It's put on the mask, the facade that we're okay. And we never want to burden anybody. No. But sometimes mm -hmm. the best thing you can do is burden people. Yeah, especially if they're going out their way to ask but how I, you are. I think it depends on who you're talking to. You yes. can't just uh -huh. come Ooh, okay. add it Message. with anybody because sometimes some people be looking at you, but then at the same time they can use that shit against you. Yeah. Message. True. And I don't play them motherfucking games, so that's why you kind of think I'm an introvert. That's cool. True. I mean, I have been there where I've trust people, and Lord knows they was unloading on me like it was motherfucking machine gun Kelly, my nigga. And it's draining. And you know, but then when I unload a little bit on them, I, next thing I hear that shit all in the streets. What we not gonna do, bitch? Before I entangle your motherfucking throat, it's gonna be an Arkansas signal indeed, bitch. <laughs> now your motherfucking throat, bitch. I asked you, and I told you with confidence, just like you did me. What we gonna do is give the same respect, or else I. I ain't fucking with your ass no more. But don't you feel like we grew up since we grew up in the same household? I feel like our household, our parents showed us 110% love, but they were yeah. very anti love. Fine. Well, I know. Let my mama left, but I know like one thing that I have that I get from her characteristic, and because it happened when she was younger, is I'm not super big on hugging. Right. And what? I'm not, G. Oh, I'll be rubbing just violating your space. <laughs> no, but, 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 no, no, I love y'all. I love my kids or whatever, but, like, growing up, we weren't very, very big on hugging. That's you know true. what yeah, I mean? We, and and with, 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 with Tanisha, like, she was like, well, we didn't get a whole bunch of hugs when we was kids, so I want to hug my kids even more. Yeah. But with to me, I think it. that, oh. with her, but with me, I think that's more of an intimate thing, you right. know, in, in, in some of my brain, because I know you don't feel that. I mean, because, you know, hey, we all put on masks or whatever. Who hugged you in a sexual manner? No, 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 no. I'm not saying oh. like that. I just think that it's more of, you know, like a man-woman, like, hug thing. Oh, true. But, I mean, I, I know that 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 when um I'm hugging my family or whatever, mm -hmm. you know, that's cousin family. Right. Or oh, like but, an elder, like an aunt and stuff like that. Right, yeah. right. But at the same time, because we didn't get a, a whole bunch of hugs when we was kids, it still kind of feels a little weird to me. I ain't gonna that's lie. That's true. Like, like be, my mom, uh, my mom was on, I did an episode with my mom on my personal podcast, Bishop. Mortimer's day off and uh, what happened is my mom said to me um, she said you know granny Right. Showed us, she loved us, but she never said I love you a lot. And she didn't hug a lot. Exactly. And, and remember, or she would be like, "Ah, get off me!" You know what I mean? Right. And that's what we do. That's yeah. what I do to my mom. Or you know, I karate chop your ass quick. And that's how I show love. And or, or like Jamie tried to hug me, I said to her, "Oh, y'all talk are you? about each other." That's how y'all show love. Exactly. Because one time Jamie tried to hug me, I said to her, "Bitch, what are you doing?" Exactly. Look at, exactly. Look at me. Or, or, or like, like when I go to hug my mom, she karate chop shit on me. Okay, nigga. Damn, I was trying to get you hug. So that, that's what I know. Miami immediate family problem is is that we don't embrace each other enough because we so damn defensive. Right. I think we grow up on each other all the time. Oh right? yeah, that's different. That's yeah, we but it's a different type of relationship. Like us, different. we're different. Yeah, like we're us cousins. and Tanisha, and like this, right. I would say you, me, mm -hmm. and Tanisha, we're different. Yeah, that's different. However, mm -hmm. because we witnessed the first hand of not having it. So now we're mm -hmm. like this, oh, you bitch, you don't want me to touch you? Now I'm going to touch you because you don't want right. me to. Right, exactly. But I'll jump all of your well, back. No, I, I mean, I, my but mom now, was pretty touchy-touchy. I have a question for you, cousin. Sure. 
I don't know. You can edit this out, whatever. But I always wondered if he wasn't married, would he have wanted to get a better connection with you? You know, do you wonder and you think about that? You um, know what I mean? I think he was a serial cheater. So yeah. I was, I'm not his only kid out here that he had yeah, outside of his marriage. Mm-hmm. And I found him. But it's like one of those situations. It's for real? Yeah. Girl, oh, he, wow. See, when men cheat, men, look at Papa was Rolling Stone. Hold on, Jesus. Definition. You know, <laughs> they ain't looking. They ain't necessarily bad men. They greedy men. They want right. a little bit of this. They want a little bit of that. And they want a little bit of this. Exactly. And they don't care about the weight they leave behind. Mm. It's like I remember seeing them at Walmart when I was with I Auntie. Was there. You, you was in a parking lot. Yeah. No, I was in the fucking store, wasn't it? Or was it just no. you and mom? Yeah, because you brought us there. You know, you was in a yeah, parking lot. And that's when Walmart yeah, was on 52nd. Yes. And okay, he was yeah. with his child. Oh, my God. And, you know, I just felt like, you know, damn. You don't give well, a Did you recognize from. him or was it mom who recognized him? I think it was mom yeah. who, who seen him and the mom looked in. No, she pointed it out to me. Yeah. Wow, mom. I'm going to talk about you when I And here's the thing, no. She pointed it out to me. She was like, that shit. And one time when I was with my mom and Nikki, when my, my, uh, Nikki took my mom to the corner store, uh, he was at Quality Foods. And um, my mom. Was that odd, though, G? It's as odd as he made it because he chose to walk away. So the thing is, like this if you can, what kind of person can create a human being? And then stand there and see them and not acknowledge them. That makes you sound really bad, you know? So how did that make you feel? I feel less, less than. And that's why I think I'm so good at ignoring. Like, he's good at walking out. Because mm-hmm. if you can ignore me and I'm sitting right here with you, Jamie, yeah. that's a su- certain type of fuck up. Mentally. If you can help give birth to a human being and then still, while they're standing right there, ignore them like they don't exist. Because maybe they don't know. I mean... Mm-hmm. But you, then you again, what know. do you say to that? Acknowledge But anything's better than nothing. I got one quick question, though, because... Did he know? Yeah. He knew. Oh. He came to the hospital to see me. So what? that's where your emotional... That. Yeah. Um, he came to the hospital to see me. He saw me uh, one time, uh, like I said, at Quality Food. He saw me at Walmart. And he saw me when I, the last year of high school. Wow. So, didn't didn't I tell you that? Yeah. So you're saying that's where your... Um, in childhood, that's where you can connect your um, low self-esteem... You know, needing that reassurance, don't like disappointment, that all ties in because of what he did. Right. So. But how do you explain somebody who can give life to somebody and then ignore them in their face? You can't explain something you haven't walked. I feel like that's a serious kind of fuck up who can do that to a child. A child, yeah, that's different. Because children are innocent. This is before I've been, I was corrupted and blasted and fighting out. And now for the last section of our podcast, we have Tanashi back. So we're going to ask her some of the questions that we went over in the earlier parts about her daddy issues or if she even has any. So here we go for the last part. How does your dad make you feel as an adult? And how did he make you feel as a child? First of all, I don't need no more. Really? Second of all, what daddy? Good point. I had five. Five no, my brothers. Oh, okay. I was like, hold on, G. Because I was going to say, I'm intrigued. Please <laughs> 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 tell, my nigga. Please tell. Mm, it's hard to speak about my daddy because it's five of them. I can speak about all them niggas is off the chain. You know what I'm saying? Look at me. You cannot miss something you never really had. Church. And see, Amen. I think that's where it's so different because, like, this, you had the five, your five brothers as a thing. And, like, a lot of us, we didn't have nothing. So it's uh, lies. Who'd you have? 
Uh, uh, my brothers and my uncles. Honey, just because you had masculine aunts does not mean you have masculine aunts. What you not gonna do? Got some articles. Yeah, one of them happened to be your mama. Like I'm telling you, the knuckles. But leave my goddamn right here. Hello, good daddies out there. Fuck you, man. I can speak highly on you. I really, I can't say too much negative about my father because after I met him. He wasn't in my life for a major reason. True. What happened when you met him? Because my dad died before me and him could have that sit-down conversation. So, you meeting him, what was going through your mind? What did you feel? Did you let him have it? What happened? I was told he was my dad. I was like 23 years old. Oh, wow. So, it was crazy because I met him off of his brother coming out of my auntie house. Are you for He was dropping off something. Looking for my cousin. Oh, I was okay. like, what's going on? I walked past him and I walked past this guy in the hallway because mm -hmm. we were standing in the projects. Right. So I walked past the guy in the hallway and my auntie was like, oh, you see your uncle? Who the hell are you talking about? Right. Like, <laughs> if you can. She okay. was like, who the fuck is Toriel? She said, so you don't know Charles? I said, who the fuck is Charles? Mm -hmm. She said, baby, go downstairs and get your mama. So I was like, go get my mama. Mm -hmm. She said, go downstairs and get your mama. She was like, mm -hmm. okay, okay. So when you had that first initial interaction, do you feel as though being a child and not having him present, um, you missed out on something? Do you feel as though there are more flaws because of him not being there? No. Or because right. you, ha you had surrogate fathers in your brothers. I didn't even have my mama neither, so. Right. Oh, okay. so it well, this is my point. I had my grandmother. I had a oh, mother. Okay. I had a mother. Right. And she had 12 children. Mm -hmm. So I had... 12 role models. Mm -hmm. Okay, speak on. Okay, okay. So, I probably was better off where I was at because I had a village raising me. Yeah. Hey. Did you ever miss your mom? How can I miss someone I never knew? That's true, but I know I didn't have my dad, but I still missed her like when I got into school and I saw a different, you know, right. perspective. My hey. first initial meeting mm. with the father, my first real initial conversation with him was over the phone. Outside of that, I don't think I ever had it. Too many sit downs with just me. Right. No connection. Did he take any type of accountability, or you wasn't even expecting him to? Because you already did what you did. Mm, somewhat, he did. Is he, he still did. alive right yeah. now? That's what I want to know. Is he still Is it better alive now? today? It was not bad then. I mean, when the explanation came about, like my mom played a major role with that. Okay. Where I was at. Oh, that's good. Okay. That. Uh, let me explain. Yeah. The lady that raised me, my mom, gave me to this woman and told her her son was my father. Mm. Now, my mom was messing with this man, this man, and this man. Two of the men she was messing with, which was the one she did till at the time, who, who mothered that, were married. So was my father, my biological father. Right. But he was in and out of the army. So when he found out the baby was born, he came and asked about the baby. My grandmother said, this is the grandchild. There's okay. nothing else to be said. You cannot, hands down, he didn't have too much of a fight. So I understood that. Right. Mm -hmm. There was already like a village against him where he, yeah. Mm. That's me, and I'm just mm. only speaking from me, cuz. Right. To be honest, I, I, I never used to understand why my mom was so against me seeing my dad. I never understood that until I got grown. But once I got grown, then I seen why my mom separated it. Well, I believe to certain be kids uh -huh. need certain heartbreaks. Because, like, you know, sometimes when you're a teenager, your parents can tell you, hey, that friend group, don't oh, hang yeah. out with Call them. But sometimes you have to learn the hard way. 
to really feel it, you know? Yeah. And it's sad because as parents, you know, and as your siblings, you know, you want to protect people as mm-hmm. much as possible. Right. However, what ends up happening is, like, I know with uh, my dad, like, this, even though I didn't get the chance, even if he ain't shit and he proved not to be shit, <laughs> um, I would rather have learned the hard way. Because the one thing about, uh, somebody can tell you, but there ain't nothing like first-hand knowledge yeah, of it. Yeah, but see, because that plays into the fact that... You can't see, protect your kids from parents, everything. Parents, they, they do it wrong. They have the mm. best intent, but that is very toxic and it's damaging. Because if they father ain't shit, let them find that out. That is not your story to intervene in. True. So they need to... To experience her. If he's not nothing, he's doing the best he can. We are human. That's it. That's all. Kids are smart. They're going to see right. it. Yeah. If he ain't shit, he, it's going to prevail. It's going to show. But let them make that I think that, that, that should be doing a lot more because still it should not all solely rest upon the breast or the shoulders. Woman, that's not But, that, but then also, yeah. sometimes us parents need to put their feelings in their pocket. Message. If we did not like that man, Baby, he was nowhere around. He didn't stay around us oh. long. He was not in the pictures mm-hmm. long. It had to be an approval. It had to be a form of approval from them kids. Mm-hmm. If them kids have a bad vibe from that man, mm-hmm. that man not in that picture. That's not necessarily true. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, no, that's how it should be. It should, but that's yeah. not necessarily Ideas true. true. Yeah. And, you understand me? And that's a number one problem. Mm-hmm. Should no woman have another man around the child? If he ain't your biological kid's father, he should never put his hands on your kids. Indeed, that that, that that's a but given. a lot of parents do. That, that's a given. But what I'm talking what is, about. What is the longest? What is what is a good time for you to be dating a man before they meet your child? I would say about. Would you say? What have you done yourself? I wouldn't. I wouldn't bring no kid. I, look, I don't even have kids, so just don't. Right, change. that don't. Oh, okay. What's your son? I'm a Virgo. Oh, crazy. Passion. Crazy. No, she be in. I feel the passion. Yeah, I love. No, yeah. I'm just saying, like, mm-hmm. honestly, look at look at today's. Now, I, I'm 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 a baby of thirteen. Right. Who you think raised all them damn kids? Them nieces and nephews. Me. All my nieces are just like me, so I'm a little bit more. Crazy. <laughs> I love. Okay. That's a wild card. Okay. So but, this. I mean, just honestly, I honestly feel this. The way women date me, it's very rarely you will have one that, that, that's not changing men like they changing their pants. You know what I'm saying? True. Mm-hmm. So, how long is it that you're going to be with this man before he meets your child? See, but if you're only with this man a year or two or a year, mm-hmm. a year span, he should never meet your child. But a lot of people don't understand you bringing people in and out of in and out of in and out. Mm-hmm. But see, I can't. I feel like I can't even answer because I'm one of those people like me being gay, Avi. I'm like, I want to be like, have my little son with me, you know? It's like, the, mm-hmm. if I'm dating around, because I said I have no problem being a single parent. You, you know? already said you was a slut. Okay, your point. <laughs> and um, my thing is like, I would. I'm you making me question myself because I'm like, the first thing I said is six months. But you barely do you do you. I don't even know him. No, because they'll flip on you. Look, it, I don't bring none of my. I, trust me. When I'm single, I'm single in the single dollar bill in between the strip ass crack. I just have to, okay. And I don't bring none of my little midnight. You, to be around my family, it takes a lot because oh, I don't yeah, trust you. nobody. I go to the ATM, I could type yeah, in 200 I and I still call my shit. Yeah, huh? You gonna run. I take your ass around my family. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm big but I also, the reading of your kids. You have to be able to read your kids yes. for when they're around somebody and their behavior's a little different. What's going on? You have to be that, and but it's hard sometimes, especially in today's day and age, mm-hmm. to read kids because kids are mm. so secretive. Because I was a secretive ass kid in advance. Hello. And that's another thing: you have to have a relationship with your child. A lot of people don't have that relationship. A lot of and sometimes you just gotta chuck the relationship out of a motherfucker. What their kids don't like, <laughs> what their kids doing, 
The main thing is these motherfucking mothers need to watch their kids on that internet. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Facts. You know what I'm saying? Like, you... Honey, I was on Backpage by the age of 14. Oh, Lord, Brandon. I was. Look, as we being real, I was on Backpage. I thought it was a Facebook page. I'm thinking it was like a Facebook page before the Facebook transpired. Next thing I know, I'm getting hit up. And I'm like, hey, daddy. But anyway, (laughs) oh, my (laughs) God. I mean, we all prostitute in our own way, depending on how the light hits you. And this is why I stand in that. When people say, oh, I ain't no prostitute. Yeah, yes, bitch. What you think a relationship is? Prostitution at a slow place. My penis. She definitely feel that way. I'm a big hoe. I'm, a, I'm she the definitely best. <laughs> do what you do. As long as you being, you know, safe for your own self yes. and you keeping your own health, everybody else's opinion is not your business. And everybody. You know, everybody okay. had their time in the spotlight. Some want longer than others. Cousin, my thing what is, happened? so if you don't like oh. me being a hoe or you don't like me being a hoe, then the fuck? It don't matter. Right. You, how you feel, yeah, I'm so like white What does, <laughs> only person going to make another person's opinion relevant is you yeah, well, right? Because you just calling me what you think of yourself. Let me tell you this: <laughs> I can't sit here and dwell off mm. what happened in the past. Mm-hmm. I'm not finna see him play a pity party with myself. Mm-hmm. See, the woman that had me is a strong bitch, and the woman that raised me is even a stronger bitch. Okay, hello. Okay. I feel that. Oh, I'm like together. You okay. Created me. Sure, sure. Mm-hmm. Ain't no need for me to be paying no pity party. At the end of the day, all I have to do is move forward. Yeah. Worried about what happened 10, 10 15 years ago, True. and I'm over here in a pity party. Nah, baby, I'm trying to move forward in life. True. You got to, hey, put that shit in your pocket and keep it moving. Right? True. So you do you see any um, flaws in your character that you think you can connect to your childhood trauma? Or do you use it as just a positive? Because some people... I didn't have no childhood trauma. Yeah. The most traumatic thing in my life was... How many people ask? I <laughs> She's the type of person got trunk, like, <laughs> pair of shoes in the trunk. That's the only thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, man, the, the environment I grew up in, the way I, I mean, I grew up in Green Green Projects. So, yes, I moved out of Green Green and went to the West Side. Come on now. That's trauma itself in the project. Oh, well, you can live well, in those projects, and I miss them motherfuckers. I swear I wish they were still up. The dysfunction in the community became your norm. No, it wasn't dysfunctional. Yeah, it was, right. It was not dysfunctional. How many right. deaths have you? Did you see, or did you see any? Because you yeah. don't have to. Just because you're in the hood, don't mean you see sure. deaths. You know, I right. see some bullets. But at the end of the day, you seen a lot of them. So you don't think you have any post-traumatic stress? Hell no, I probably could. Or do you think you're good at dealing with it? You, when you grew up in an environment like that, you have no choice but to be strong. Yeah. True. Mm. But do you get tired of being strong? Because it gets tiring. Yes, it does. Uh, for me personally, firsthand. At times, I do. But then, when I look at other people, I'll be like, hell no. Mm. Well, what do you do for your own self? Like, what do you do? Yeah. Like, because you seem like, you're like the, uh, we said earlier, the puddle method. You got that the water and everybody around you is sponges. And yeah. they take from you what you want. Who energy. do you get to replenish yourself? Because you what deserve do you do? it. Or do you replenish yourself? That's a good question. Because sometimes, you know, when you're, you're a natural giver. Mm-hmm. We give so much. And then mm. sometimes we'll sit back. And then you'll be like... I wish I had a motherfucker that was there for me the way I'm there for other people. Mm-hmm. I feel that hit. a lot. Do you mm-hmm. ever feel yeah. that? I do. I I'm about to lie. Until I met the guy I'm with now. Mm-hmm. Regardless of us being together or not, uh. bad times, good times, that's one person always in. Girl, that's what makes it fun. And a love can do that. A love can awaken things yes, within you that you didn't even a know were there. A lot of people couldn't even touch the bond we have, and a lot of people don't like that. Mm. So, hold on. Because mm. when I hear people... 
sit here and talk. It, your dad couldn't have been, ain't no who, ain't no motherfucking body perfect. Sweetie, to come in the world and at three months old not to have your mama or your daddy and not know who they is till you damn near 15 is something different. That's fucked up. So, so I don't hold nothing anymore. When I say I speak my mind 110%, so you crazy. So I'll be in the end of the session and I'll be back. You better come back. Okay, you better come back. Honey, you're in a fish. come with a topic. Of the day. Who the dunk? The mm. dummy other day oh. the motherfuckers who tried to break my heart. Oh, okay, let me give a shout out to them. Fuck y'all for stealing from yeah. a hardworking woman and y'all ain't have enough money to get your own shit. And my favorite sign off is in your mama's house. And I'm gonna tell you bitches what the fuck who shit in your weeds. The fuck? Who did? Who did? I'm asking. Oh, question of the day. Okay. Hello, who shitted in your Wheaties, bitch? They, some, they must be fighting or whatever. You, they're going to be called Sheedy. Hey, But right when there. we have people on, like we tell them, you are a sorority she sister. As hell. She appointed she, my nigga. She's exactly. opposite. You're, I mean, everybody in balance. Because your, your um, position you. is different. And let me tell you something. You I have got a ADHD. position that can relate with honey, everybody. Honey, I got ADHD, though. Keep my attention. You got to be something special. Because I be all over the motherfucking Check out on a bitch in a minute. So I want to thank you guys for listening to us. Remember, you know, you may be the main character in somebody's story, but not everybody deserves a second act. I will see you guys next time. <laughs> okay. Now.